The voice of the Blue Bombers one-on-one with Mike O'Shea. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show brought to you by DeKalb. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. Head coach Mike O'Shea with us in studio as he is every week. And your chance to call or text or just ask some questions or just randomly dispense your thoughts unto him about the game that was and the game that will be on Thursday. 204-780-6868. We appreciate all your texts and calls. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at DT on OB, and we'll get you your question to the man in charge. Uh, head coach Mike O'Shea, a one-point win in Calgary. Was it at all nerve-wracking? Because, again, nerve-wracking in the booth with, oh, my goodness, what's about to happen here? No, I don't think ah. I ever felt like that. When Rene Paredes, one of the greatest kickers in CFL history, is lining up for a 50-yarder that would give them the lead late in the game, no nerves. Just, I hope this goes right for I hope it, this goes. I hope our players play this right. That's all that's going through your mind? No, we're actually talking about putting in our return unit and making sure the returner understands that he's got to get it out at all cost, and anything after that is gravy. Offense will go out there. We need a couple first downs. They don't have any timeouts left. Uh, yeah, I don't think they had any timeouts left. Um, they definitely used one for the challenge. I don't remember their yeah. second one. Anyway, I think they used one early. They used one early on a. They used one early on a potential time count. They used one on offense. Right. Um, <clears throat> so they had no timeouts left. So we just really need a need a first down. You know, yeah, from that point or a couple first downs, whatever it was. Yeah, one first down. You only need one first down. So I mean, it's it's you have it all sort of mapped out. Um, if he makes it, then you got to drive the field and kick a field goal. Which against the breeze would have been super interesting to to see it yeah. happen. They got to kick off. Uh, we got to get a good return, and we're three down football from there until we get in the field goal range. So yeah, you, you'd already it's, driven against that wind in the game yep. to score points. Yep. So. Yeah, but you're really focused on the on the task at hand, making sure the guys have all the information. You can't start thinking about the offensive series. Not that I even think about the offensive series, but you can't start. You know, I'm sure Buck is sort of planning what's going to happen when we get the ball out when they miss, or you know, if they have, if they make it and have to kick off. But yeah, I think Graham McCray did a great job. I mean, that's a tricky ball to handle, right? It, it's sort of it's. it's slightly short and just wide it's sort of it's sort of you know inches away from hitting the where the upright and the crossbar meet yeah and so you can't it's really hard to field that you know you can't really get under it because you don't think it's going to be with the wind you don't think he's going to be short like that so yeah um but hey that's the way it (laughs) happened one point equals two for us and away we go well and then i spoke to dakota prukop today because he comes out for the third down sneak which as you told us in the post game show there's no there's no question you're going for it in that spot because if you get it you run out the clock i don't know what a punt does in that situation but there you you have to go for it and i asked him you know do you do you know he's like oh yeah no we're aware of the situation i don't really think about the fact of what happens if we fail because we're going to succeed i'm like all right, I get that. But up in the booth, we have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't know how it's going to go, and it's just high drama. So we appreciate the high drama in Calgary. Yeah, Maybe not you, the weather, but the high you, drama. If you play it out the other way and and they miss, we get it out, we go for the sneak, and we don't get it, we still have a timeout left. Yeah. Right? So they run the ball on first down. We stop them. We call a timeout. They run the ball again, let's say. They run out clock on the field goal. We still have 
almost a minute left, I think. I forget what was the what was you the, you would have converted with fifty six seconds left. Dakota would have yeah. That's yeah, not so, what I'm taking at fifty six. So what I'm saying is if we yeah if we fail that yeah so we we yeah fifty two thirty two twelve whatever we have yeah yeah there's yeah which well they been, can only with a timeout they can only run twenty six seconds off the clock right so there's only so. There could have been even more drama. You're saying so yeah. you, you've saved me from a complete yeah. uh, meltdown in that one. I it was it was a it was an interesting game. There was a lot of strategic things that I that I, I enjoyed uh, as kind of a, a nerd about it, and I enjoyed watching Drew Brown make his uh, first start of the season and so many things more. Let's welcome in some callers. Steve is with us on line one. Steve, appreciate you being with us. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hello, gentlemen. I'll promise I'll be less than a minute. So the Blue Jays have a, I know I'm just, I'm on a tangent here. Toronto Blue Jays have a pitcher named Chris Bassett. He was interviewed after a game and they asked him about, you know, what about the teams in front of you? What about the teams ahead of you? What about your next few games? And what he said was that that's a recipe for losers. You think about the task at hand. You don't worry about what other teams are doing. You just deal with the task at hand. And he actually used the word losers. <laughs> and, and that's <laughs> recipe. But, but, but Coach O'Shea, that, that's what reminded uh, that He reminded, when he said that three weeks ago, he reminded me of you. Because that's what you say. Who cares what happened in the past? Who cares who, who else is playing above us? And be, all we're focused on is the task at hand. And that's you. Michael Shea. It is. I, I think it's most athletes. As it, as it, as it should be. Yeah. So having said that, and I'll let you go, as it should be, you know, as it should be. So Montreal Alouettes are coming up. To me, they're, they're a, and you're a heck of a lot smarter than I am, <laughs> just, but they're a difficult team to figure out, are they not? I mean, I, I just, I, 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 I wouldn't, if I were a coach in the CFL trying to prepare for Montreal, I don't know what the heck I'd do. You never know what they're going to do or what. Uh, I, I just I just think they're an extremely difficult team to prepare for, and I'd be interested on your thoughts on that, and thank you. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, they're, they've got good players. They're well coached. When you watch the film, they, they are a physical team. They want to pound the ball. You know, I think with Fajardo back, they, you know, have another arm back there now. Um, they can deliver. I mean, he's he's passed for some significant yardage in, in years past. So, um, and then you watch their defense and special teams and they absolutely swarm to the football. <laughs> you know, there's no other way to describe it. I can, I can picture, just watching film today, I can picture <laughs> six, seven guys get into the football on, on any given play defensively. Right. So, um, yeah, they're, they're well equipped. They're, uh, they're well coached. They've got good personnel, you know, should be a fun matchup, but we, we definitely have to be prepared to be in a, a quite a physical affair and we have to play fast. To, to Steve's first point, these, you guys win your game, BC loses its game, and all of a sudden, in my mind, they go bing, bing, boom, boom, permutations, combinations, what's that going to happen when you guys play October 6th? You don't have any of that going on. Yeah, you're telling me we play BC October 6th, and I would never <laughs> I would never know that. You know, so. Which, 
Which when you when you say it, it well, when the players and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but say it has nothing to do with winning or losing this coming football game. What happens a month from now doesn't really change how we would approach this game. Not at all. Because you would try to win every game. Yeah, you yes, every team does. Yeah. <laughs> those of us who try to prognosticate and those of us who advise people on gambling and stuff need to go, Oh, okay, well, this is coming and boop a doop boop boop. But none of that Yeah, I don't know that the that the guys who set the line factor in whether both teams want to win or not. I think that's a given. <laughs> I always love that. You have to want it more. Ah, yeah, yeah. I think feel like everybody wants it a hundred percent. So it's, yeah, I, I don't understand some of that stuff. It is. Uh, it's, it's us trying to get into the minds of professional athletes from our couches and our high school dreams. So that's, <laughs> there you go. Dreams, eh? Just high school dreams. 204-780-6868. It's your direct line to the head coach, Mike O'Shea. We're back after this. The Coaches Show in 680 CJOB. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coach's show brought to you by DeKalb. Right now, save up to $50 a bag on DeKalb canola seed. Terms and conditions apply. 204-780-6868. We have got a ton of calls waiting. We've got a ton of texts, including this one from Reuven, who says, a question for the coach. Two minutes left. We were third and one from our own 50. What was the rationale behind incurring a time count violation? Uh, but I'm bummed. Yeah, wonders why you didn't give a, uh, a take a timeout in that situation. Yeah, I missed it. That's That's on me. Was we wondered at the time? We was the intent to run a play there. Yeah, we were, we wanted to get a first down. We were going to go, and yeah, we were going to run an offensive play and get a first down. So just a mistake in that situation. Yep, absolutely a mistake. All right, on my, on my part. All right, so Ruben, thank you for your text. Don is with us on line two. Don, thank you for your call. You're on the with the head coach, Michael Shea. Hey guys, Mike, I. I, your respect just grew. The respect meter just grew off the charts. Guy asked you a question, you made a mistake. Hey, I screwed it up. Big deal. Let's move on. I love it. Uh, the other thing I want to point out was I've critiqued Buck Pierce on a couple of different calls on different uh, scenarios. I've critiqued the defensive coordinators for a couple of different plays. Those have been corrected during the game, which I really, really like. That's a, that's a show in the right direction. What I have a problem with is, I, I'm, this is probably a look-in-the-mirror type scenario, but our coverage team is giving up way too many yards. Mike, can you speak on that and, and, and what is happening there? Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, it's a, it's a work in progress. We, we've we made a couple adjustments from uh, the beginning of the year, um, which changed basically a, a coverage system that we'd been using for, oh God, six or seven years probably. Um, and uh, it's just taken a little bit of time to, to take hold right now, but we think it'll it'll prove valuable as we go along, and uh, we'll just keep uh, probably, there's probably a couple more tweaks to come in the, in the next little while, um, you know, in the, in the last part of the season. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're absolutely, nobody's, nobody's satisfied, happy, <laughs> nor any positive adjective that we can give ourselves about the, um, the yards we're giving up. Um, you know, we'd, we'd yeah. like to minimize those cause we're going to, we're going to get into a situation where we, you know, we need a, 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 like an immediate stop, um, to keep them out of range, you know, for a field goal or something like that. And we, and I believe we'll get it right. We've been, we've been very good on special teams for a lot of years. Um, and right now we're, we're just sort of losing the yardage battle. Um, okay. 
by by Fair a enough. few yards every game. Thanks for asking that. Yeah. Thank you, Don. Appreciate your uh, appreciate your call. Uh, you, you say changing a system you've used for six or seven years. It sounds like that's a big deal. Yeah, it's not easy for the okay. guys that have that have been in the system for a bit, right? They we've been drilling the same thing for years. So to ask them to change how they see a return <laughs> is 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 a little trickier. Yeah, you know. We'll we'll just we'll keep working on it. At the moment, uh, these were updated to week eleven. Uh, opponent punt return average. The Bombers are currently eighth. Kickoff return average. Uh, they're essentially sixth in opponent starts. Is the more important stat. Yeah. Uh, in that spot. Yeah, it's not the averages. It's where it's where they start. That's so. And we're sixth. I think we're two or three yards out of second. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. The Edmonton's the one that, that kooks that up, right? Oh, they're the best best kickoff return coverage team. Well, when they boot all those short ones, of yeah, course. Yeah, their start line's past the 40, so. Yeah, the kickoff return, the opponent start one, if you're looking at stats, is the place to go. Justin is with us on line number four. Justin, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Thanks, guys. Mike, uh, congrats on a strong season again. I uh, love watching it and uh, cheering for the Bombers every single week. Uh, one of the things I want to chat with about is, you know what, you do a great job sticking with your guys. I think a prime example is Brady. You know, last year he took a little while to get going, but, you know, relatively young in comparison to some of the other running backs in the league. You have guys coming from the NFL and everything. What stands out with you with Brady that you stuck with him and now he's 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 rushing ahead of everybody, but what are some things that really stuck out to you with Brady? Well, he, he his desire to be better um, you know, he is not satisfied ever, right? So he is always working. Uh, his ability to understand the protections. So he took that information in and, and you know, um, continued to get better and better and better with it. And his understanding now is he's top-notch, right? Like he he gets what the offensive line is doing. So he is, when he's in there, he's he's like an extra offensive lineman and, and he'll continue to improve too. Well, he gets to that level where he can fix things for everybody too. Right. So uh, I like, I like where he's at with that. And then I think what's most exciting for everybody that you notice the most is he's a punisher and you know, yep. Would it be interesting to have a guy who can go 80, but you can't, find a tailback in our league that's gone 80 in a pile of years. You know, I just don't think it happens. Um, it certainly doesn't happen very often. They're, they're measured in 10-yard carries and 20-yard carries, and Brady's up there in everything. But the the numbers, the stats, I don't – It's it's it really is irrelevant. What it is to me is how he can wear down the opponent by running behind his pads. He, he punishes people. And if you were to watch our sideline at least a few times a game when he gets a little bit of a crease and somebody comes up to try and tackle him and they bounce off the ground after they bounce off him, our bench is just, it just does something for the team. You know, it really does. It's, uh, it's a great feeling on the sideline when, when, you, when, the play, when his teammates see that. It's just, uh, it's, it's uplifting. <laughs> I'm just, envision- I, I'm just uh, hitting my button. 
You know, I'm just envisioning Jamarcus Hardrick, if he's able to see it when he's on the field, he would just be all backflips and hooting oh, and yeah. hollering. They, they might have the it. best seat in the house, plus they can probably hear it. The sounds of the pads cracking, you know? I mean, that is, that's awesome. I, I think there's something about it. It reminds me like, like that, the idea of like Super Dave Osborne, you know, when he would do something and he would uh, end up wiping out and bouncing off the the ground. I, I see that with Brady when he when he drops the pads on guys. They just sort of they they get ejected from the tackle. Yeah, and then they sort of bounce off the ground a little bit, and it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah, Brady, the number one rusher in the Canadian Football League at this moment by a by a good margin. Uh, yeah, Justin, he has been a ton of fun this season. Hey, and the receptions, he had a 63 yard reception this season. Yeah, it's been a pretty amazing. Another guy I think about that kind of, you know, stats are relevant, like Mike said. Another guy that does a tremendous do- job in the trenches is the guy like Rashid Bailey. And I think guys like that uh, need the recognition because they do a lot and they open up a lot of other things for uh, some other guys on the field as well. But I'll hang up there and I'll let you guys go. And uh, good luck this week, Mike. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we don't we don't run the ball the way we do without a guy like Rashid Bailey around the edges of the box or coming through the line and making blocks. He, he really does sell out, puts his body on the line against generally bigger people um, to to make sure that those creases are there. And then when Rashid gets to take those jet sweeps or end arounds, he gets on somebody who's his sides are smaller and he makes sure. Yeah, that, he had a stiff arm oh. this last game. They just put the guy to the ground. It was in a hurry, which is, like I said, that, that's, the guys love that stuff. Yeah, power football is resonates it's, very it's strongly a contact with teams. Sport. It's a contact sport. So when there's good contact and guys are playing football the right way, there's something about that that raises the level of the guys, their teammates. 204-780-6868. Howard, Gary, and Brian. Fingers are everywhere. Howard, Gary, and Brian. Uh, I got you on the line. We'll hit you on the other side of the break if you can stick with us. It's the Coaches Show with Mike O'Shea on 680. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show brought to you by DeKalb. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. 204-780-6868 for your calls and texts for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Christine is on the text line. Says, I'm just texting in to say thanks to Coach O'Shea. My boys, 11 and 10, and last year started playing football. They just had their first game this past weekend it was awesome not just because they won because this sport has brought so much to them so thanks to you coach O'Shea for leading our bombers and giving my boys something to aspire to yeah it's that's great to hear I mean it is it's a terrific sport they learn kids learn so much about teamwork and depending on each other and trust and I think it's just awesome I was coming back from a football game last year in Regina and I ran into a guy I played high school football with in 1993. We literally had not seen each other since 1993. Right back into the the rhythm. Steal English wherever you are, brother. Right back into the rhythm from 30 years ago. Yeah, I've mentioned this to the guys before. If you allow me, the the idea that a a person comes up to him and says, hey, how you doing? You're from the Bombers, blah, 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 blah. I played high school football. And... That's like the, you would think that that's something that a pro athlete might sort of roll their eye or think about or laugh, but but they don't, they don't because they played high school football too. And they know how much it means to the person telling the story. It takes them right back to that moment with their buddies in the locker room, taking the field, winning that game, hanging out after going to the high school party after, after a win, you know, there's, there's just so much to it. 
I love, absolutely love the time I spent playing high school football. I like never forget it. Like some of those guys are the, you know, <laughs> your best friends for life, right? Yeah. Well, you're, yeah. you're bonded by this through whatever it was three yeah. or four years for you. It ain't going through and having that connection when you go through a, a, a real, a real wild ride high school is, you know, there's, there's so much <laughs> stuff going on in high school that you're unsure of. Yeah. Right. You just, you're trying to figure everything out and, you got teammates that, you know, you go through it with. It's fantastic. Let's welcome in Howard is with us on line number one. Howard, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Well, I've waited 20 minutes, and you know what? I don't like to think about what I'm going to say. I like to just free fall. Mike, you are, without a shadow of a doubt, for me, and I can only speak for me, but you are the most intellectual coach it's your wording. It's how you go about handling the men. I've been on the field with you because I'm 65 years old. I've watched the Bombers for over 50 years. And uh, I do recall coming to some of those games and uh, when there was lightning and all that and they had to cancel the game and all that. But uh, it's just your wording, and it's beautiful. And I'm going to come and I'm going to see you at the uh, Bomber office. And I just, I marvel listening to you. I really do. Because it's a, it's the words you choose to use. It's how you put them together and how you, you coach those men. And you just brought back memories to me when I played six-man football. And I lived in Winnipeg pretty well all my life. But you're an amazing coach. And I'm going to come. And <laughs> I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to let you guys. I'm going to let you guys go now back to the program. But I'm going to say this, Mike: if you're healthy enough, and if you carry on being the coach, you will supersede Mr. Brady from the NFL. He's got seven NFL cups or titles, but you will pass that amount. I'll guarantee you that because it's just the way you go about communicating. And I think it's fabulous. And when I come and see you, I'll talk with you more. And I absolutely love the Bombers. Oh, one last thing, Mike. Yeah. Did you ever go to, jeez, uh, uh, it was a hat party. For the, uh, man, man. It was a hat party. Yeah, and my my friend played for the Bombers. He was a lineman. Jeez, uh, now I forget his name. You know what? I'll have to call you back next week. I like it. It was a hat party, and I think you were there. I'll I'll run that by Greg Mackling Howard. He he'll know all about hat parties in the Bombers. He's our our local Bombers historian. But uh, Howard a big Howard a big fan of you. And see, I told you you should write a book. Uh, I'm blushing here. Thank <laughs> you for the call. Very kind yeah. words. Yeah, Howard, you're uh, very nice to to call. We appreciate you being with us on the coaches show. Gary is with us on line number two. Gary, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hello, gentlemen. Mike, I always like to make my calls as I'm watching the game. And there was a situation came up. Uh, we had that good drive in the first quarter, and we marched down the field. And at the 10-yard line, it was third and one. And Dakota's been picking up that yard for us almost every time this year. And in my, with my limited knowledge, 
even if we hadn't got it, we'd have had them pinned on their own 10-yard line. Why would you choose to kick the field goal there uh, rather than uh, go for the uh, first down and probable touchdown? Well, I would say this. um, If there was any lighting in here, I might be able to read the stat sheet or the play-by-play, but I would be hard-pressed to think that we were third and one on the 10 and not going for it. 6.45 to go in the first quarter of this game. Nope. Oh, here we go. Uh, 3.28 to go in the first quarter. Third and five. No, that's Predis. Sorry, Predis has a... It was third and 10. There we go. 8.20 to go, third and 10. No, it wasn't third and 10. The 18-yard field goal from this last week's game against Calgary? In the first quarter? Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was... uh... Well, I'll say this. I, 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 I'll say this. If it's third and one and we're on the 10, we're most likely going for it. It's got to be, we would have to be third and almost two to decide to kick the field goal there. So we would probably take our chances with Dakota and the offensive line, the way they move the piles um, with over one yard. But two is probably could still do it, but depending on the game situation, points. In a game like that, with that much wind, points probably matter. So, um, But rest assured, most cases, third and one, deep in their territory, we're probably going for it. Okay. Well, yep. I'm going to have to – I've got that game taped. I'll have to rewatch it. But I was thinking it was third and one. So if I'm wrong on that, my apologies. No, don't apologize. Okay. I appreciate your support. Because, because I also – when you call something differently than what I would call – uh, I trust that you have a whole lot better knowledge than I do, but I like to know the thinking. Gary, please tell me you have like a little notepad like Coach does where you just write down little things that you go, oh, remind myself of this. You, you Just a moment. You just reminded me of something. As, when a quarterback is on the – a backup quarterback is on the sideline with um, a pad recording, what is he recording? Uh, the calls. Yeah, so he takes the, he charts the he charts the calls so that when we get in and we put the film together and splice it, the call sheet gets input into the database. So it comes up when okay. you go to play the film the next morning. The call is embedded on the in the film. So yeah, he's just charting the he's charting the play calls. Okay, good. Thank you yeah, very Gary, much, Gary. I got a question good, for good you. Luck, when good you, luck. In- yeah, when you make the when you make the wrong call, Gary, when you're doing that, does somebody come in and boo you? <laughs> <laughs> My wife wouldn't dare. <laughs> okay, well then, there you go. I like your wife then. That's all. <laughs> Gary, thank you for your call. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, Gary, Gary wants wants you to go for it more on third down. I love Gary. Gary is my kind of guy. Brian is with us. Brian, I wanted to get to you before the break. Thank you for sticking with us. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hi guys, uh, I have a question for you, Mike. But first, Eric. Um, I haven't like listened for the last couple of weeks, so I listened to a podcast, and there was a caller talking about announcing the officials before the game. Yes, um, I know that you don't always have that, but I think it's a great idea because on the Jets broadcast they do it all the time. But um, yeah, I think you did it this last game, right? Yeah, when when I got to the booth in Calgary, someone came by with a list of officials. I'm like, oh, okay, Ben Majors is the referee. Let's go with this. I I won't always get that though. Of the 21 games, I'll get that five or six times, maybe. 
So oh. yeah, no, it, the the caller from the last couple of weeks made me go, oh, okay, well, it's harmless enough in that preamble to the game between 7.30 and 7.37. Let's, uh, let's fire off who the officials are and that we can all know who we're mad at. <laughs> For that Evan Holm call, am I right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, not everyone has uh, access to TV when they're, you know, they sometimes they listen to the radio, they like to know. Oh, radio's the place to be, absolutely, you're right. And another, um, yeah, and then my question for you, Mike, is um, during the Lions game, I was listening to the broadcast at the game, and there was a call, like, um, um, the Lions was, um, he had um, off, like, he had, um, we call, offside. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess, um uh, Derek and Doug were like perplexed by it. They were going to ask you. I guess you forgot to. So I want to know why would a referee call blow the whistle when they're offside? Like considering, like yeah. if they're offside. So I the, understand that the rule is this: if they are in the neutral zone and the ball gets snapped, they will let the play go. If they're in the neutral zone, the defender jumps in the neutral zone and our offense reacts to it, and the ball's not snapped, they'll blow the play dead. If the defensive player crosses the line of scrimmage, not just into the neutral zone, not just into that one yard, but actually crosses the line of scrimmage, they could blow it dead for quarterback safety. Because if the offensive lineman doesn't get out of his stance and the end or the uh, lineman gets around him and there's no whistle, quarterback could get whacked. So yes, typically, or for the longest time, when the ball, you know, when they're being offside, penalty being called, the offense would want the free play. You can go ahead and throw it deep with no, there's no ramifications if it gets intercepted, right? You get the ball back five yards up and you go again. But nowadays, most offensive linemen react to the jump of the defensive lineman to take the free five yards. It's not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yep. No problem. Awesome. Brian, thank you for your call. Appreciate you being with us on the coaches show on 680 CJOB 204-780-6868. Plenty more time with the head coach of your Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Mike O'Shea on the other side. Coaches Show, 680 CJOB. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coaches Show is brought to you by DeKalb. Right now, save up to $50 a bag on DeKalb Canola Seed. Terms and conditions apply. 204-780-6868. Another six, seven minutes with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. News of the day is that Zach Kolaris was back at practice today. That that obviously always warms the cockles of my heart. What does it do for you? <laughs> yeah, not that, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good that he's back. You hate seeing any guy miss time, you know, it just weighs on them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they got to fight that part of it. Right. But they are not able to do the things that they want to do. Yeah. You know, that they really, I mean, these guys, most of them just love it. Right. They, they get a lot out of the game. Besides how they put a ton into the game, but they get a lot out of it too, out of the competition, out of the camaraderie. And you feel like there's a part of you that just feels like you're an outsider all of a sudden and you're not, but you go through this little self-imposed exile. I'm not saying Zach did. I'm talking in general generalities of a guy who has to miss games or a game. So I always like to see guys get back. It's, just so important for them as people too. Yeah. It was, it was neat talking to Zach today because Drew has said how important Zach is to him and they run through ideas and you've said they're both football junkies, whatever it is uh, past quarterback. Zach's played with have said, he's incredible. He would leave me notes in my locker when he was injured and la. And then Zach today is like, 
And when I'm out there playing, I kind of want to be left alone. I don't really want a bunch of opinions. So it makes me very cautious with how I approach a guy during the game. I'll let I'll let him advise me of what he wants from yep. me during the game. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was neat because he's yeah, he's so willing to help, but he's he's aware that his help might might not always be wanted in every situation. Yep. And 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 a good leader recognizes that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yes, excited for the prospect that Zach could be back for Thursday. Will he play on Thursday? I have to ask you. I uh, guess you have to wait till we put out the roster. Tom is with us on the uh, phone line at 204-780-6868. Tom, thank you for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. You bet. Good evening, gentlemen. Coach, I have a question for you. I, I was watching, I watched the game uh, on TV and we brought in uh, Dakota on first down a couple of times, and it, it didn't work out too good, but I know that concept has worked for us in the past. Now, my question is, and it was, it's with all due deference, of course, like if I thought a head coach of the Blue Bombers needed my advice, I'd pull for the Riders. But my question <laughs> is, why don't... I'm serious. Well, th- Tom, that's the best one of the year so far. Uh, Thank you for that. That's, that's awesome. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> what I'm thinking is, why don't we bring a... Dakota in on second and two, say, where he can provide all those multi-threats and he's got the durability. We never, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, we have, uh, and we have a bunch. I think um, if you were to talk to Marty Costello, our line coach, or Buck, you, they would say that for years now I've been saying that second and three is a good sneak down, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we, we do do that. And it just depends on the game and this, the flow of the game and the style of the game and what we believe in the game plan is is going to work best for us. This this game, it was a little different in, in those second and three, second and two uh, downs for us. Yeah. Um, but we have in the past. And, and you know, you, you said, mentioned that those plays didn't work out for Dakota. Not, you know, not the last game. Yeah, yeah we, we, had a, we had a plan and it just didn't get executed as well as we'd like, but we're not going to deviate from those plans, right? Those plans are still in place and right. there, there's going to be opportunity for him to uh, showcase himself as a quarterback too, to his teammates. Not that we're worried about him showcasing anything. Just, he, he can go out and make some plays for us. He's, no, he's, he's a talented, that's the point, he's yeah. a talented, he's a talented quarterback too. So uh, it is unfortunate that, that, that he lost the handle on, on those. And I know it's, it's just eating away at him and, um, and it shouldn't because we, once again, we full faith to put the ball in his hands, you know, third yeah, and I get it. third and yard and a half down deep, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, and I just want one more quick thing. Uh, it, sometimes it's hard on you watching these games like Case in Point Friday, but I'm having a blast following you guys and keep up the good work. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. You bet. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you being with us at 204-780-6868. I was able to pull it up. Uh, Dakota was on second and goal from the four in the game against Calgary. The first one, second and second and goal from the two. And you did have him in a second and three situation against BC early in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. He just, he provides options. I just perceive, oh, there are options now in the run game that aren't necessarily available with with different quarterbacks. Dakota's, he's done some tremendous things in the yeah, run game. he's, he's. He certainly gives you peace of mind as a coach that you're you're in good hands. You know, part of that, not not just his physical attributes and the offensive line in front of him. I've said this before about him on this show. You walk by at a certain time of night, 
and he's in his spot that he carves out for himself and he's got the computer going and he's taking notes and it's all short yardage stuff. He's taking the stuff that we're going to give him that he owns, his package that he owns, and he'll research it and study it to no end. Like there is nothing that's going to go by unnoticed for him Yeah, in that role, right? So that's... I'm not saying it's rare per se for guys, quarterbacks especially, to study. But to take that small segment and break it down so thoroughly is awesome. (laughs) You know, when a guy owns his role to that nth degree, you just feel good about it. You feel comfortable as a coach. You trust it. You just know, okay, yeah, and – if it doesn't work, you don't. You you never would abandon it, just because you see how much effort he's putting into it. And I mean, it's a it's a really cool thing to see. One of my eye opening moments in the CFL was having a conversation like that with uh, Cody Fajardo before he became a starter. He had ninety eight quarterback sneaks and fifty two passes. So I asked him about quarterback sneaks. Thought it'd be a quick conversation. We went like seven minutes where he kind of explained. And like, I thought I can't. This feels like just smashy smash smash. But there's a lot of strategy involved, and he had a lot of – he'd apparently done the same thing Dakota had done where yeah, you go, there's a lot to – we'll pick on this guy or we'll do this, or if I see them, like, wow. Derek, this is, I can promise you one thing. It's not smashy, smash, well, smash. Yeah, that will never be my pregame speech. Smashy, <laughs> smash, math, boys, let's go. <laughs> not a chance. Uh, you got great, I, no, you, you I, got I, great I, cups to back it up, so I, <laughs> I, I trust that your your way is the right way. Smashy, smash, smash. He is the head coach, Mike O'Shea. We appreciate you being with us with your calls and your texts. Uh, follow me at DT on OB for all your updates from practice in advance of Friday. Pardon me, Thursday. Bombers, Alouettes, right here on 680 CJOB.